السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ حساب اہلا و سہلا و مرحبا مارننگ میں اللہ تعالیٰ گرانٹ یو آفیت اللہ تعالیٰ نالج مفتی صاحب ان شاء اللہ دا پلیٹفارم از یورس دا امہ از ویٹنگ فار یور بیوٹیفل نصیحہ اینڈ دا میسج فار ٹوڈے مفتی صاحب بسم اللہ السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ بارک اللہ فیکم و سلیم کریم جزاک اللہ خیرن ٹو اور ٹیکنیشینز برادر جنید خان اینڈ برادر زکریہ نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Today is the 13th of Sha'ban, 1445. With the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, today we focus on Chapter 33, Surah Al-Ahzab, the Coalition, and verse number 27. Now the dust has settled. Abu Sufyan and the enemies at that time, he embraced Islam after the conquest of Mecca, So Alhamdulillah, that is the mercy and grace of Almighty Allah, Allah Jalla Wala made him Muslim, made him Sahabi, and he, his wife and son, Amir Muawiyah radiallahu an, all played a great, great role and left a great legacy. But at that time, remember, they were still the enemies of Islam and Muslims. So they went back home from Medina Munawwara to Mecca, And now Almighty Allah gives glad tidings to Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the beloved companions and students and sahaba radiallahu anhum. You made all the sacrifices. You put stones on your bellies and you had such a big siege around your Medina Munawwara. So chapter 33, verse 27, وَأَوْرَثَكُمْ أَرْضَهُمْ وَدِيَارَهُمْ And Almighty Allah made you the inheritors and the heirs. أَرْضَهُمْ of their land, the land of the Jews, the Banu Quraiza, وَدِيَارَهُمْ and their homes, وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ and their wealth, وَأَرْضًا and that piece of land, لَمْ تَطَعُوهَا which you never even put your foot there, you never even frequented there. So this can be translated in two, three different ways. Number one, وَأَرْضَ لَمْ تَطَعُوهَا Approximately 150 kilometers away from Medina Munawwara is a place called Khaybar, and that happened in Muharram in the 70th of the Hijrah, and the person who played one of the greatest role in that battle was Sayyidina Ali radiallahu Therefore, he receives the title of Fatiha Khaybar, the conqueror of Khaybar, Haider-i-Qarrar, Haider-wat-Aha. 
the lion who always advanced and remained firm and solid and never retreated and they dispatched 93-94 Jews straight to hell and the Muslims lost 16 people became Sahaba became Shuhada and martyrs there so that's one translation that's included 100% but if you want to extend it even further and that piece of land which you never ever visited and set foot on and that is the Persian Empire the Roman Empire everything fell remember after Nabi Sallallahu demise we find during the time of Mustafa Sallallahu Islam was spreading then time Time of Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anh also spread. But then in time of Sayyidina Umar and Sayyidina Usman radiallahu anh, it spread and the growth was so rapid and all these other empires were crumbling and Islam was on the march like today. So now you see what is happening in Gaza al-Mubarakah that the Jutlas, the Haramis, and America, the super-terrorists and super-murderers. But see what will happen after that. It will be victory upon victory upon victory for the Muslims and the Palestinians because they showed they are prepared to make every sacrifice for the love of Almighty Allah, Jalla for the love of the Prophet Muhammad Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and for the love of Islam. So that is the system of all. Almighty Allah, Allah Ta'ala turns the tables whenever He wants to. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرًا And Almighty Allah Jalla wa has power over everything. And we can see even now how the tide is turning. 80% of the world population, Muslim, non-Muslim, are supporting Palestine. Whether they want to call them Hamas or not, that's their business. But they definitely are supporting the Palestinians. And this weekend, you will see, millions of people will be having protest marches, rallies, and so forth in so, place, so many places, various capitals of the world. And you will see in Israel itself, there will be thousands of people people marching against the terrorist government of Israel that is Bibi Netanyahu, Smotrich and Ben Gwir, all Haramis, all super murderers, super terrorists. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Let us take you around the world with the news, views, interviews locally, nationally, internationally. All of you should listen carefully and don't put blinkers on. This is all from all your media. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Israel kills 24 people in the past 24 hours, mostly women, children, and babies. Now, what do you say of a nation like this? We call them super murderers, super terrorists, and super haramis. And if you don't know what the meaning of harami is, it means an illegitimate child. And in our language, we will say a bee. And for them, we will say a big bee, a super harami. So super terrorists, super murderers and super haramis and their father must be included with them that is Mr. Vito Uncle Sam America the super terrorist, super murderer and super harami listen to what Israel says 
Israel says that they are going to build 3,000 plus homes in the West Bank. This is against international law. So what does the United Nations, United States of America say? Blinken, the Jutla, the Jew says, and American government says they are disappointed and it's cause for concern. So now, why don't you just say that they are terrorists? Once you steal people's land, therefore we say unequivocally, the Jutlas are the biggest crooks on this earth. You must remember that. They stole the whole of Palestine, and now in front of a whole view of the world, they want to steal the whole West Bank or half of it and so forth. So these are crooks. These are terrorists. Occupation is terrorism. So remember this, then when we speak like that, people say, no, we are very hard and harsh. So obviously, what do you expect? You take my son, you take my daughter, you blow their bodies to pieces, you steal their land, and you kill whenever you feel like, you arrest whenever you feel like. So therefore, in the G20 summit there in Rio de Janeiro, so 19 countries were one side, and Blinken, the Jew, the Harami, he was totally isolated. America is a pariah state and the super sponsor of terrorism, and Israel is a terrorist Haram regime, and the world is waking up to that. And they, all these years, 70 years, they were lying to the people that they are the only democracy in the Middle East and they have the most moral army in the world and so forth. Is this your moral army? Murdering babies, children, innocent women and so forth. So therefore we rule and you quote me wherever you want to. One settler, one bullet will settle the issue forever. Qatar and the Arab countries are just joining the bandwagon. Saudi Arabia, can you believe? They also making oral submission, UAE also, Qatar and them. So they're all jumping on the bandwagon now because they know they better be on the right side of history. But all their support, remember, for Israel, we will never forget that. So Qatar says that there is double standards at the ICJ. So the ICJ, because when today is exactly two years, Russia invaded Ukraine and then they expelled them from here, from there, and so many places they cannot participate in this sporting event, in that sporting code. Israel must be kicked out, must be expelled from the United Nations as they did with South Africa under apartheid, and they must be kicked out, you must remember, from all this FIFA and whatever you but you know the Haramis they gave Blinken the Jutla 5 million US dollars he is a Jew he say first I will defend Israel then we will worry about American politics these are proper prostitutes you must remember that normally you get female prostitutes these are the male prostitutes similarly with Biden Biden is a Christian but he says I am also a Zionist so therefore this comes out from their own mouth. Five million dollars was paid to him as well. German lawyers, some of them woke up and they are suing their government, Schulz and company, for complicity in Gaza. Every country should stand up. Where are you Americans? And you are sharpshoot lawyers and senior counsel and so forth. You should be charging the Biden administration for complicity and war crimes and so forth there in Gaza and genocide. All you saw the arms going to Israel and will be used against the people in Gaza is a violation of international law. 
But who are the biggest suppliers? The same countries, America and United Kingdom, France, and all this Western Germany and all these countries. They use the international law when it suits them. And when it doesn't suit them, they will just overlook it and marginalize it. Now America is getting made. You must remember what Putin and company. So United States has placed 500 sanctions on Russia and Putin is smiling all the time. I can't use the word completely, but I'll just give you one sign of it. So Biden calls Putin son of a bee. So you can use your own conclusion, you see. But Putin is winning. So all the media are reporting today, two years on, that we must admit that Russia won the war and our million billion dollars arms have nothing. And the more we prolong it, the more, remember, Russia will beat them. So I told you from day one, which one, you must know which horse to support, you see. So you must remember that, yeah, in Palestine, we must support Hamas. In Russia, we must support Putin. Putin is a big harami, but you need some haramis, remember, in this world nowadays, so they can smash America, smash Israel, Europe, all of them. Sudan, very bad. So there, all parties are to blame, and the rape continues, the famine continues, and nobody worries about them because they're African, because they are, you understand, internal war, civil, civil war going on there, and it is a very, very sad situation. Senegal also in chaos. The opposition say they will not participate in the national dialogue. You see these African leaders, they got chewing gum under their backsides and posterior. So once they get power, they never want to leave power. You look at CC, you look at these other characters and so forth. None of them want to leave, you must remember. You see our own country and all that. Who can by crook? They want to stay in power. UAE, United Arab Emirates, will invest. Listen to the amounts. Mind-boggling. UAE will invest 35 billion US dollars in Egypt, there by the Mediterranean, and mostly for hotels and for tourism and so forth and so on to boost the economy. A funny and crazy incident took place yesterday in Plymouth. This is in UK. The people were told to move out from their homes and so forth because there was a Nazi bomb, you see, that they found there. And they had to detonate it, and this was from World War II. So anyway, everything ended safe, but the people had to move out. Obviously, they were terrified. Imran Khan has spoken and has sent a message to the IMF. You must carry out a financial and forensic audit on the Pakistan elections and see where the money and all that will go to before signing and bailing Pakistan out. So whether the IMF will do it or not, Allah alone knows, but Imran knows that majority Pakistani and the world knows that they have voted for him and his party. The Pakistani government and the Pakistani army, all of them, Choroki Hukumat, bunch of thugs and crooks, remember. So a person like Maulana Fazul Rahman, every day he was speaking against Imran Khan, now he joins Imran Khan. So these are the crooked Molvis, you must remember, like you find in South Africa and other parts of the world and so forth.
So thousands of Ukrainians are homeless in the United Kingdom. The Houthis, you drink very well, my brothers. If I was there, I should come shake your hand. Although you are Shias and Kufar, but we still like you. When you harm America, you harm Israel, you harm United Kingdom, then we support you, Kainan, Mankan, whoever you are. The Houthis strike another ship of the UK and it is leaking oil and water is entering the ship. So what does that mean? Inshallah, today, tomorrow, it will sink and be the people who are with there. If they drown, they go straight to hell. And the last time the Houthis showed humanity, they let the ship sink and they rescued all the sailors and so forth. BB Netanyahu woke up. He doesn't know what to do. He's getting hit from all sides because he's a pukka murderer, the butcher of Gaza and the cursed person. He's 74, 75 years old. You can just see the worry on his face. You see the curse. There are two nations. I went there. When I went to Israel, occupied Palestine, we say, Israel, we don't recognize it, it's a Harami state. So we recognize Palestine, and today it's occupied Palestine. I could see the la'anat and the curse. This was in 2013 on the faces of the Jutlas and Jutlis. If you don't know Jutlas and Jutlis, it refers to the Jews and the Zionists there. And when I went to Iran, so this was also in 2013. So remember, uh, Palestine, I went five times. So remember that, yeah, with Allah's help. And yeah, Iran 2013, once the Shias, you see the curse of all Allah on their faces. So Bibi Netanyahu says that Gaza must be demilitarized and the URA, that is United Nations, the, you know, refugee agency, all must be banned, they must not be allowed, and it must be manned and power police by the Israelis. So come, we're waiting for you. We will send all of you straight to Al, as we are doing now. And you know what is happening. More than 10,000 Jutla sent to Al already with Allah's help and Allah's mercy. See, Ehud Olmet, he went to jail. He was the Prime Minister of Israel, caught on corruption. So he remembered that Bibi Netanyahu wants to stay in power because once everything is settled, there's elections, he loses, then there's court case and minimum prison term for him is 10 years. So Ehud Olmet writes in the Haaretz newspaper, last night I read it, he says Bibi and his right-wing government want a regional war. They want to bring in everybody. They want to bring in the Lebanese. They want to bring in the Palestinians. They want to bring in the Yemenis. Whoever they want to, they want to bring in. So the war must continue and the Arab fools and idiots will pay and America will continue their veto. But it can't last like that. Remember that America has become a super terrorist and a Harami state as well. The Houthis have fired underwater missiles and it's having great impact and all these big, big ships of theirs, 30 million and 40 million and billions and so forth, sinking. And you find that they use their drones and their missiles, $10,000 each. How smart is that? Israel may shut down Al Jazeera. 
because Al Jazeera is exposing them how many United Nations personnel they have murdered and killed 160 plus how many journalists they have murdered and killed Shirin Abu Aqila what you call Abu Ekle because you don't know Arabic she's a Christian American not a Muslim but a Palestinian murdered cold-blooded premeditated murder by the Israeli diaper force the defense force so they may be shut down Al Jazeera but you know how the deal works there Qatar gives them gas and that's how they cut the deal with Jazeera you must know all these things here U.S. isolated in G20, I told you that, and they don't know where to put their face after last week's, this past, past week, Monday, their veto. The whole world has turned against them. ANC will be in Durban this weekend, and they want to now salvage the boat, like, you know, because they know they might lose, and most probably they will lose KZN, KwaZulu-Natal in the elections, the IFP is gathering momentum and Zuma with the MK they also gathering momentum if they form a coalition then ANC is out in KZN so let's see what happens then okay yeah let us give you some important news you know tonight will be the night of the 15th of Shaban in most countries in the world South Africa will be tomorrow night so today's yesterday therefore for past 20 years with Allah's help Allah's mercy I'm translating the khutbah because they talk nonsense sometimes so then I just inform the listeners that they're talking nonsense here yesterday today's is speaking about Yomu Ta'sis that 300 years has passed since the Saudi regime laid the foundation and all the propaganda nonsense then he comes to 15th night of Shaban and we sent out the podcast yesterday you can listen to it he said 15th night of Shaban it's got no distinction no no virtue no nothing so what Imam Tirmidhi what Imam Ibn Majah what Saibul Mishkat all these muhaddisin have mentioned Targhib wa Targhib Allama Munziri Rahimamullah all that means nothing what Bin Baz wrote or what Usaymin wrote or what Daswan wrote or so forth Sheikh Albani wrote his Sahih Hadith volume 3 and Hadith number 1144 uh, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhu said 15 night of Shaban is auspicious night go read it there in Madha fi Shaban by Sheikh Muhammad bin Alawi al-Maliki rahimahullah which I have go read Kitabul Um al-Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah he said 15 night of Shaban so all the ahadish we must leave we must leave what the Sahaba said we must leave what the great great Imam said and we must take you Wahhabis and Salafis we say Sudeish you're wrong we say Wahhabis you're wrong we say the current Saudi government are murtad kafirs out of the fall of Islam and they want to de-Islamize everything in the same khutbah he says today's hold on firmly to the rope of Allah and don't cause disunity who's causing the disunity who gives adhan before time on Friday half an hour before time this is not permissible according to the Malikis according to the Shafi'is according to the Hanafis it's only permissible according to Hanbalis for thousand years you had it right and now you change everything Tarawi Salat for thousand years 
because you had it right and you change everything. You're a sellout. Today's hopeless, useless character. You're a proper scholar for dollar. Let me tell you, I can tell you that on your face also. And you got your chumchas, they will tell you your sidekicks. So remember, 15th night of Shaban is a big night, auspicious night. And tonight, wherever you are in Makkah, Mukarramah, Medina, Munawara, Palestine, America, Europe, wherever you are, spend your time in the ibadat of Almighty Allah. You should be fasting today, tomorrow, and inshallah, Allah accept it. You don't listen to these Wahhabis and Salafis. For you in South Africa, Southern Africa, and one, two other countries, Mauritius and so forth, auspicious night is Sunday night, so remember that tomorrow night, inshallah, that we should engage ourselves in special ibadat. In the meantime, mend the ties and don't sever ties. You go and ask people for forgiveness and Allah will envelope us in his special, special mercy. And Zamzam, I sent it out yesterday, our Ustad, our Sheikh also, Hazrat Maulana Ahmad Sadiq Desai, for me in South Africa, currently first is Hazrat Mufti Rizal Haksab and Hazrat Hafidahullah and then Hazrat Maulana Ahmad Sadiq Desai Sahib. These are the real giants in South Africa, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. So again, there are people with no scruples, no honesty, they're selling Zamzam and it's fake water they are selling. So I sent it out last night, late at night, after I came back from Heidelberg. So please be very careful. You're going to spend thousands and thousands of rands and you bought Zamzam water that's fake. So go and see what are the signs for it to be genuine. And you know, today the Saudis got their own crooks there also. And our people, some of them crooks also. There they want the people to pay exorbitant amount. And then by the time you realize like last year people were taken for a ride I am not saying all the water coming in South Africa is fake but I'll tell you majority of it is fake and you need to be very very careful okay today and tonight's program remember will be as follows 7 to 9 this morning will be Mona Khalid Yaqub and 8 to 8.30 this morning he will have Councillor Ahmed Parak inshallah interviewing him so he was a favorite there with Brother Shafat Allah Grand Brother Shafat at Jannat al Allah. and then tonight inshallah between 6 and 8 will be brother Suleiman Esop not Kirat and after that we have a very good program so 8 to 9 will be Mona Musa Daher and a message to the youth and then 9 to 10 will be Mona Ridwan Kaji regarding 15 night of Shaban and then will be Urdu lecture also regarding Shabi Baraat and that is 15 night of Shaban by Mufti Zarwali he also passed away so tomorrow morning will be because I am not on air Muslim is not on air we give you know a little bit off a little reward of a Muslim Kareem Hafidahullah and we find that tomorrow morning Khalid Yaqub from 8 to 8.30 will be will, will be with a politician Manzoor Imam inshallah and 8.30 to 9 with brother Abu Bakr Siddat or Springs inshallah and Biladul Muslimin discussing Muslim lands and Muslim 
Muslim countries. And then we will have the Q&A in the afternoon tomorrow, Sunday, inshallah, inshallah, Aziz, between 2 and 4. So we still got time to ask questions and so forth. Mulana, we have 15, 17 minutes, inshallah. So let us ask the questions. Let's give preference to all the non-Muslims, inshallah, Aziz. Let them fire up and everybody make dua. Allahumma jdud wat adaka ala juyushi israeliyin wa amerikiyin wa adaidin. Ya Allah, you tighten your grip and punish the Americans and the Israelis and their armies and whoever their supporters are and give Give them guidance. If there's no guidance, you decimate and destroy them. Ya Rabbal Alameen. Ameen, 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 Ya Rabbal Alameen. We have a question from Sipo. In our culture, we only marry after our firstborn. What benefit do you get from marrying without having kids? Sipo. Sipo. When I was a young boy, my brother Sipo, I was born in an African location and before the cricket match would start. So then I'm the batsman and Sipo is the bowler, for example. So the first ball, the ball, that's a try ball. So now I'm asking you, Sipo, is that your African culture or you introduced it into your African culture? You know, I stayed in an African township, so I know about African civilization and culture. If you go ask the old mamas 50 years ago, Sipo, you are only 20, 30 years old. So you go and ask your mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, and all of them, sit with them and discuss. They used to have meetings with their daughters, granddaughters, and put them through a virginity test. They would not allow them to wear top and jeans and so forth. They used to wear proper dress and so forth. But once the media came in, the TV came in South Africa in 1976, it destroyed the whole African culture because they thought they are suffering from an inferiority complex. The West is the best and white is right. And that is what destroyed the African culture. Otherwise, you go and ask your mama and oma and all of them what I'm saying. Every weekend is to have a virginity test. And if any lady lost a virginity, she would get such a punishment and threshing from the elders and they would ostracize her, excommunicate her, and so forth. I am asking you, Sipo, so now you don't have to tell me on A, but you know what we're talking about. You, Sipo, how many women you slept with? So you must remember you slept with five women, ten women, and you're saying, no, you're making tribal. Like, you know, Boris Johnson there in UK, he impregnated the last count was five, seven women. He doesn't know how many women he slept with. You ask, you understand, Donald Trump, how many women he slept with and how many he raped. So these are the white man's culture. It's not the, your culture. So your culture is that you must promote the virtue and virginity and so forth. Now your question, remember that you are asking that how can you get married and you don't have children? I'm married and for over 40 years with the help and mercy of all my Allah and no children. So we're very happy. If I had five, ten children, then I shouldn't have time to speak on the radio and do all my research and studies and so forth. So in Islam, Allah gives you children. It's a great 
great, great bounty. Allah does not give you children. That also is a great, great bounty. Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha, one of the most favorite wives of Prophet Muhammad, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, no children. What you going to say? So we will say that that is how Allah took so much work from her. There are 2,210 ahadith and sayings of the Prophet Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa she reported. And Imam Bukhari rahimahullah, one of the greatest scholars of hadith, no children. Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu ta'ala and the caller, the African muazzin, no children. Sheikh Abul Hassan al-Nadwi, the sage of the age, who passes away on a Friday, who passes away in Ramadan, who passes away in the last 10 days of Ramadan. And I was there in Makkah Mukarramah, the last 10 days, 1999. His Salatul Janazah was read, Ghaiban in absentia by more than 2 million people on the 27th night of Ramadan. He had no children. So like that, we have 100 examples Examples, Hazrat Muhammad Rahmatullah, no children. So, like that, we have thousands of examples. So, Sipo, your tribal business don't work. It is just you want to, like a connoisseur, taste this one, this to taste this one, and taste this wine, taste this whiskey, then taste the champagne. And now you play with the lives of women and you say it's your culture. It's not your culture. It's your culture because you started imitating the white man and the Western culture. You go to your original elders, your opas and omas, and go ask them what is the original culture. You need to wake up, Sipo, and not be just follow the white man like a pipe piper and so forth. They are destroying you and destroying your culture. That is the white hegemony. Under apartheid, what the whiteies did. Every African location, township, they gave you a shabin. Let them drink, let her drunk word. They can't think after that. So that was the white man's policy. I grew up. I know all these things, Sipo. You better wake up, Sipo. I was a Muslim. Now I'm a devout Christian. You Muslim, name and shame your own brethren, just like how you do on A. You should be ashamed of yourself for opening other people's walls, as God will do the same to you on the day of reckoning. Lincoln Bennett. Lincoln Bennett, let me ask you three questions. How much were you paid to become a Christian? You didn't embrace Christianity just because you thought you will get salvation. They told you they will pay your rental for you. They told you he has a nice Christian lady, you can sleep with her, and then they will take care of your rental and your water lights and so forth. You speaking about me naming and shaming. So in your Christian church, from the Pope downwards, how many times, whether it was Pope Benedict or Pope Francis, that they have to go and apologize everywhere and name and shame their bishops and cardinal and priests who are busy with pedophilia, putting their rifles there on the boys inside and so forth and so on. Who's naming and shaming who? And the monk is busy with a nun with a monkey business. You, Lincoln, which Bible you believe in? You believe in the King James Bible? You believe in the New International Bible? You believe in the Good News Bible? So I have all these Bibles by me. I have in Arabic. I have in Urdu. So which Bible you believe in, Lincoln? So you are, remember, confused, and you are blowing the fuses of the virgins also. 
Third one, do you really believe Jesus is God? So if Jesus is God, then how come he was born? So how, who was running the world before the birth of Jesus? Then you say Easter time, Jesus died for your sins and was crucified. If God is dying and crucified, then which kind of God is that? Then you say God is buried in the tomb, in the grave. So how come a God is buried? You Lincoln, you are an idiot and a fool. You are selling out yourself. And if you don't re-embrace Islam, then it's khasirat dunya wal akhirah. You have lost the world and you have lost the year after. If we live in a true Islamic country, if you were there in Afghanistan now and you were a Muslim, born Muslim, or you embrace Islam, and then you went to Christianity or any other faith, we will give you three days chance. And if you still don't want to embrace Islam, then the hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Man baddala deenahu Whosoever changes his religion from Islam to anything else, then the death penalty applies for male and female. And that is the verdict for Hanafi, Shafi'is, Malikis, all schools when it comes to the men. And when it comes to women, then that is the verdict of the Malikis and the Hanbalis and Shafi'is because of the hadith of Umm Marwan mentioned in Dara Qutni. And that is our only Hanafis say there won't be the death penalty for the women but a fatwa we will pass on majority school in this case here yeah. so you must wake up brother Lincoln and tell me if you are honest tell me how much they paid you and tell me who's paying all your bills so you didn't embrace Christianity because you like it you like the money and the perks they are giving you so that is the truth Lincoln ask your conscience and ask your heart what the real answer is. Salam Mufti Saab. Can we consume Amaho to drink amongst the black people Amaho? They drink it, Mufti Saab. Is it, can we consume it? To drink what, Molana? Amaho. So what's there, like it's a chuala? Like, like a yogurt, Mufti Saab. They make out of malt. Ah. And so, they flavor it. Can you drink that? Somebody's asking this question. <laughs> so I'll give you my story. I got a lot of stories. So I used to run inside, outside our shop. So sometimes when I go to Heidelberg, yesterday I went, but I didn't go there where I was born and our shop. Everything is still there. I was very busy. I never had time. I had to meet people and go to the graveyard, my parents, my brothers, brother-in-law, family members, and so forth. Anyway, cut long story short. So then sometime I used to stand in the shop to kill time. Yeah, a small boy, five, six, young, seven years old. So I hear them, but we should all speak Zulu. So they say, Funalo Matombo. Matombo is your malt, you see. And then Funalo Yista. So they want East. And then they want brown sugar. So I asked my father, why they buy all these things? He said, no, they make their chuala with that. Homebrew, you see. So I don't know what this thing is. But if you're buying all this, and thereafter it becomes a chuala, it becomes intoxicant, and it becomes a homebrew, and a beer, and it's going to intoxicate you, then Islamically is haram and not permissible. So we must be very clear on this. We look at the end result, that if they're going to take this concoction, and then it becomes chuala. In the olden days, they called chuala, beer. And now maybe the name changed 
things and so forth. But that is what they used to do from the 60s onwards. When I, you know, realize what's happening in life and I used to go to our shop and the, these three words I still remember till now. Matombo. Matombo is the malt and the ista. Ista is east. They used to buy and the brown sugar. So then they used to make the concoction and then make lochuala. So if it's something like this, then definitely not permissible. Every night while sleeping, I hear footsteps in my room. Can people come back from the dead or are we just brainwashed? I read all my kalimas before I sleep. Brother, sister, what you need to do is before you sleep, you must make huzu. Number two is read Surah Fatiha. Read Aital Kursi, A.K. 255, verse 255. One ayat, Allahu la ilaha illa wal hayyul Then number three, read the four kuls. Now this I gave you all homework yesterday and I'm giving you homework again today. If you have through Iman, through Islam, you got so many hours. Tonight is big night in most countries, the auspicious night of 15 Shaban and South Africa, Southern Africa, Mauritius, tomorrow night, Sunday night. So learn this one ayat, Surah 59, Surah Hashar, and verse number 10 in the 28th Supara by the first quarter. رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ Oh, beloved Allah, forgive us. Forgive our brothers and sisters who passed away before us with Iman. Then the second part of this verse, chapter 59, verse 10, وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلَّا Ya Allah, do not place rancor, malice, hatred in our hearts. لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا For people who have the true Iman, رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَعُوفُ الرَّحِيمُ Oh, our sustainer, nourisher, you are very, very compassionate, very, very merciful. So that is what you should be reading and practicing on it. Now, you, my sister, my brother, you can't sleep, you're listening to footsteps or somebody walking on your roof or somebody walking in your bathroom and what and what. So go and learn. This is homework for you. The hadith is sahih, authentic. Mentioned in Mustadrak Hakim. Mustafa, Habibuna, Rasulullah, sallallahu goes for the miraculous nocturnal journey called Isra and Mi'raj. From Makkah Mukarramah to Majlul Aqsa, meets the prophets and messengers, performs the salat for them, Imamul Anbiya wal Mursaleen, the greatest prophet messenger, Habibullah, Rahmatulil Alameen, was, is, will always be Prophet Muhammad, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. then the Mi'raj, the ascension, then the gifts, then the five daily salat, the last two verses of Surah Baqarah, Surah 2 and verses 285-286, starting at Aman al-Rasul, Bima unjila ilayhim rabbi wal mu'minun, ending on wa'afu anna, waghfil lana, warhamna, anta maulana, fansurna al-qawm al-kafirin. He, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, learn it you, Teach your women folk, your wives and your daughters and your children and everybody grandchildren. Why? These ayats are du'a'un, wa nurun, wa baraka. And you read it at night, my dear brother, sister. Man qara'ahuma fi laylatin kafata. 
Whoever reads these last two verses of Surah Baqarah, it will suffice for him. So make wudu, read Surah Fatiha, Aital Kursi, the four kuls, and read these last two verses, try and by heart it, memorize it, and inshallah, everything will disappear. And once in a while, read Surah Baqarah. Story time, then I'm going. Your holy month is approaching. Your God will punish you more while we finish you off. Just give us a while you can. Give us our land. That's all we ask for, Palestine. Eton. So, Eton, you woke up again, you Jutla, you Harami, you super terrorist, since when it became your land. So, remember that it was our land from Nabi Adam, alayhi salam's time. Adam, peace be upon him, built Majidul Aqsa 40 years after he built, remember, the Baytullah, the Kaaba Musharrafah. And then Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam, King Solomon, as you call, we say Prophet Sulaiman, that Solomon, he reconstructed it. These were all Muslims. None of them were Jews or Christians or anything else. And then we have that the old Bible only speaks of Palestinia. They never speak of Israel. You go see the old Bibles and so forth. So you are the super terrorists, the super Zionists, the super crooks, and the whole world is waking up to that. You will never get this land and live in peace. You know why? Because chapter 7, verse 167, and all Jalla Allah teaches us that what will happen is that Allah will punish you right till the day of justice. Story time. Yesterday before I went to Heidelberg, I completed my Quran, myself, my wife, we made dua, and then we embarked on our journey. When I came back, then I made sure that before Maghrib, after Maghrib, I sat in the masjid, I read the whole Surah Baqarah. Learn that habit. Always try and finish your Quran, make a dua, and then go for all the places you want to with the help and mercy of Allah. But when you come back, start Surah Baqarah straight away. The evil forces can never overcome Surah Baqarah, whether it's a Jutla or whether it's a Jutli. We're ready for you. Anytime, any place, you Harami Jutla. Assalamu alaikum.